Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. For the next hour, leading you up to the best friends forever. Your three amigos, myself, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Medica, got you covered talking a little fantasy football as we push closer and closer to kickoff 2018. Today, gentlemen, I want to hop in and break down some of these depth charts. I want to focus on the Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver core. Also, I did a draft last night, last night, excuse me, in the Fantasy Football World Championship, FFWC, 24 rounds, right? I had the eighth pick, and I, was, I didn't care who was on the board. I was going to start a draft, running back, running back, something I haven't done in a couple years. Wanted to see how it shook out, so I'll bring you in on that conversation right there. I'll uh, get the opinion of the boys, how I went and how I did on that. First, let me welcome in the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. He was not here yesterday, but Jake, I saw your email. I'm glad everything worked out. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, yeah. That's, uh, that's the biggest prayers answered, but I'm also glad to be back. It's, uh, I missed you guys yesterday. Yeah, so we missed you too, Jake. Wall Street, Matt Medica over there in the Get Money Corner. What's going on with you, my man? I don't know what happened, but I'll, I'll say amen to that. There you go right there. Just, let's, just, let's just take it, you know what I'm saying? A little bit later on in the program also, too. Obviously, the telephone lines open. We're up to the Goon Squad, 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. I don't know who's on the ones and twos downstairs. If you, if you get a phone call, I got my computer up now, but hey, what up, Chris? I got my computer up now, but if I don't get to the G chat, if you get a telephone call, you can just tell me in my ear, and I'm good with that. So, so thank you on that. Uh, Matt Medica, I saw your man last night, Sean Gundy, tweeting about um, third-round reversal again. And I want to get into third-round reversal again also. You might get upset with me. Uh, and, Sean, and, Sean, upset, and Sean you know. Gundy may get upset with me too, but I want to debunk this, this, you know, this third-round reversal myth. But let's start off and hop in with these Jacksonville Jaguar wide receivers. Obviously, Alan Hearns was the big man in that group. The past couple years, he gets hurt last year. Comes in, he leaves in free agency. He goes to Chicago. Now you have a crew of Marquise Lee, Dante Moncrief, right? You got Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook. I believe they drafted somebody also. I don't have the, 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 line, the roster or the depth chart in front of me, but I think I hit on the particulars. All of these guys go later on in the draft, sometime eighth, ninth, even double-digit rounds. All-in kid, Jake Seeley, if you on draft day, PPR, non-PPR, you could tell me, explain it for me both. When are you interested in going in on a Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver, and which one would it be, and does it, does it make a difference what format? 
Yeah, so uh, the two guys they actually drafted too is DJ Chark and Alan Lazard, which are basically very similar players. And the thing is, is they're kind of similar to what Dante Moncrief brings to this team. I actually just finished up for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Dang. Scott can get happy about that. So <laughs> the fact is, the bold prediction, a little sneak preview for the Jaguars, is that Dante Moncrief is going to outscore the rest of the wide receivers for this team. And the fact is, that Dante Moncrief is going to get back into the top 30 discussion because he had a situation with no Andrew Luck. He had injuries of his own. He had a off. But if you're looking at what this team needs, as somebody like nobody on this team is a true number one in the NFL or even at a number one in fantasy purposes. But if you're looking at somebody who could come close, it is Moncrief. If you're looking at the size of what Moncrief brings, he can do damage between the end zones and then in the end zone. And that's really what they need. They need Moncrief there. What I was going to say about Chark and Lazard is that's the fact that they're similar in that is that's kind of what they are. They're kind of red zone threats only. So I don't see a big impact by them. I do like Marquise Lee. He's made some severe developments because when he came out of college, he thought that he could get away with athleticism and that's all it took. But he realized that, hey, guess what? Everybody's athletic in the NFL. So I like him a little bit more for the better floor in PPR. But I still think Moncrief can be the number one even in PPR. It'll be a less it'll be more inconsistent. Uh, but I, I would really go Moncrief, in my opinion, as long as he's healthy, as long as we see him on the field, everything's right. And then Lee and then everybody else evolved. D.D. Westbrook is going to be in and out. Keelan Cole, he's got the size, but he's very lean, so he doesn't have the muscle structure in Moncrief. I mean, there's just a bunch of interchangeable parts, really. Wall Street, Matt Medica, you heard how the All-In Kid broke it down, saying that Dante Moncrief would be the guy to own in 2018 out of that Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver room. If you was to go in that room and pull one guy out with you, who would it be? I mean, if I'm just looking at draft price, uh, I can go with Moncrief because I think he's going circuit 200 right now in the uh, NFFC. So that's basically free. Uh, I'll agree that he's in, a, he's in a nice spot for him. This is a good move. I, I don't have him as a top 30 wide receiver. You know, if he catches all these touchdowns, like what he was, you know, one of the reasons a lot of people liked him in the past for, then that's a possibility. But he's outside of my top 30 for now. Uh, and Marquise Lee is a player I do like. Yeah. I don't think he's ever reached his full potential. But as Jake was mentioning, there's a lot of guys that could be in this mix and how it's, gonna, how it's going to work out. Lee and Moncrief should be the top two receivers. But let's not forget about Keelan Cole. He, 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 uh, he had some promise late. And, you know, you do have the quarterback issue. Yeah, the quarterback issue being Blake Bortles. When you, you mentioned Dante Moncrief. Jake said that, uh, I mean, excuse me, you mentioned Marquise Lee. Jake said Moncrief inside his top 30. You said, you said Moncrief outside of your top 30. Where is Marquise? No, 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 no. Moncrief is bold prediction inside the okay. top 30. I didn't actually rank him there. All right, bold prediction, bold prediction inside the top 30. <laughs> Do you have a bold prediction for Lee inside the top 30, Matt? It'd have to be like a, in, a, in a perfect 31, world. 29. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a perfect storm came to Jacksonville. And, you know, yeah. I do think he has a lot of talent. I don't think he's lived up to it yet. And as Jake said, he's made significant progressions in his career. But I think both these receivers will be interesting. I just don't know how it's really going. It's not guys I'm targeting. And you don't have to pay for them. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking here. Marquise Lee is currently going between Kenny Stills and Martavis Bryant. I would take Kenny Stills over Marquise I Lee. Go. I would take Marquise Lee over Martavis Bryant, though. I don't know what Martavis Bryant is. He kind of bearded me out. You know, I understand he's suffering with the, the drugs, uh, the marijuana, and who am I to judge he's, him, he's, and, and he's, depression he's, and stuff like that. But maybe a change of scenery is good for Martavius Bryant. Martavius I'm, I'm Bryant. Give, I'm not going to give all 32 bold predictions away, but bold prediction for the Raiders, Martavius Bryant outscores Jordy Nelson. Ooh. 
juicy. I, I think Martavis Bryant, in like baseball terms, yeah. is a true outcome player, like an all or nothing. Is he going to hit the home run or is he going to strike out for you? Tall black man walking past the screen right now. It looked like Ralph Sampson a little bit. <laughs> I don't think it's Ralph Sampson, though. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, <laughs> you never know, though. <laughs> uh, seven foot black dude with gray hair. They maybe, um, let me not say that. <laughs> I can get away with it. You could. I could. <laughs> no, you, you, they be like, they be like, call, you get a call from Mike. <laughs> uh, today's a turmoil Tuesday, is our music theme. So we get into a lot of beef. So some of the beef tracks and stuff like that throughout the years. It's a new one. Okay. So let's start doing some turmoil. Let's get some beef cracking right now, Jake. Dante Moncrief, you're on the draft board. Double-digit rounds. Dante Moncrief or Alan Hearns? Ooh. Uh, I'll go with Moncrief. I think they're very similar. The problem is, is I actually think that Gallup could take over the Cowboys in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. If you want to be patient and wait, if you're in a deeper league or just don't draft them and wait. The fact is, I think Gallup has, this is a similar situation though, is the reason I, I hesitate is because if you look at the Cowboys, they don't have the same thing. They don't have, this is your definitive number one. The similar situation to Moncrief and Gallup is those are the guys who could become one. Gallup could become a number one for NFL team. Moncrief could become because they can succeed in mostly every area of the field. Gallup is still raw, though, so I don't expect it to happen from day one. I think it's going to be Hearns and Williams to start. I could actually see Cole Beasley leading this team in receptions and yards, and it wouldn't surprise me because they swap positions and Hearns ends up getting hurt. But all that being said is that's – I put a little bit more faith. Uh, you're going to – Matt, just could, jump in, Matt, because yeah, Corey's about to lose I'll his take... ass. Right? No, no, hold on. With what I'm about to say, Matt's gonna—he's gonna go off the rails here. I trust Blake Bortles for fantasy more than I do Dak Prescott. I, can, can we, get Jake <laughs> off. Put somebody. Let's mute Jake. No. <laughs> did uh, did Dak Prescott make those cupcakes? No, Dak. Why y'all hating on? Listen, we're not going to do a forty. You're not going to do an hour. Y'all hating on Dak Prescott. I let you know that right now. I'll, I'll say because if we got an hour hating on Dak Prescott, I'm gonna get one of the interns up here and they're gonna host the show. I'll take, We're not going to do an anti-Dak show today. It's not going to happen. I'll take Alan Hearns. I like both these receivers for, for their price and everything, their, their situations that they landed in this offseason. Uh, but I'll give a slight nod to Alan Hearns. I think okay. he's really close. I'll give the slight nod to Dante Moncrief. I also think both are real close. I don't know what Hearns is going to be in there. Hearns has, has your boy. He does have my boy, but I don't know how the pecking order is going to be. But let's stick with... Oh, oh, wait, time out. If Alan Hearns... Can't be the guy right now with yeah. the current the current construction of that receiver core. Then that's well, maybe I don't want to say a little birdie told me, but maybe I was sniffing around some tea leaves, and maybe the Dallas Cowboy number one wide receiver this year very well could be number one wide receiver last year, number one wide receiver the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. Don't be surprised it's, if that does happen. Comeback, uh, and it could be the comeback of one Mr. Des Bryant, throw up the X. All right, let's keep the same theme. Turmoil Tuesday. I got beef, Jake. I got beef between Marquise Lee, and I got beef between Cole Beasley. Which one you rolling with? No, Marquise Lee. That's not, that's, that's that's not close for you? No. Cole Beasley could catch 75, 78, 70, 77 seven passes. Uh, talk, talk to me when it happens. It's it's Lee for me too. I it was it's Lee for me three. I, <laughs> but it, it seems like it was nobody even wanted to get into it or break it down or anything like that. Um, no, deep. that's that's because that's not beef. That's like here you want the example, Corey. That's like Mets fans getting upset with the Yankees. You don't care. <laughs> no, no, exactly. You're right. It, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, Jay, my man JF in the chat uh, referenced the uh, the fantasy frenzy logo. 
with uh, the Eli Manning jersey in the background. They tried to troll me with the Eli Manning jersey last year. Ended up backfiring and you only trolled yourself. So if you want to leave a 3-13 and 13 Eli Manning behind me, I'm fine with that. If you want to cut a new one and put America's quarterback in there, Dak Prescott, so be it. But from right now, I'll go with the Eli Manning troll job from last season. That led to a 3-13 and 13 New York Giant team. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, uh, I mean, if we would just, I, I, I did the draft board. I did the average uh, ADPs when last you, night. When did you do this? Last night? Yeah, last night. Oh, know. that's cool. Was, did you hit the vape I, and do it, or you were sober? I was actually sober at this time. Nice. <laughs> Even more impressive. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was not enhanced yeah. at the moment. But I do like to put it, put it, put, put the board in front of me of the average draft position. Yeah. And especially for now, and a lot of people playing best balls. I know they play MFL 10s. I like to play draft champions. I haven't done one yet. But I do like to put the board out there of the players and put, like, w- what number position they went off. Like, I'm looking at quarterbacks. I'm looking at Dak was the 22nd quarterback. That's He's disgusting. He's the 22nd one selected. Eli's 25. So, I mean, and the— One one? Come on in. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting to me. Because, I mean, I don't really like Eli. I haven't been an Eli fan. But if we all I don't think blame the Giants you. are going to be better— Eli's got to be better than the 25th quarterback off the bat. I would not trust Eli, man, and I still don't trust the New York Giant offense. Saying that they can sustain two first-rounders from fantasy, yeah, that could happen, but that might be the only people that score on that football team this year. Because yeah, let, that, let that new offense— out there. Huh? Scott Barrett put that tweet out there. There's never been a quarterback that's had a wide receiver one, an RB one, and a tight end one that hasn't finished at least inside the top 14 quarterbacks. All right, so we'll see how it play out, Scott Barrett. Um, what else I wanted to get into? I, I actually called Kobe. Oh, D.D. Westbrook. What's up? D.D. Westbrook was all the rage this time last year. Matt, I'll start with you on this one. No love for D.D. Westbrook. He's, a, he's, going, he's free in the draft. Yeah, no, that's another guy that you're 100% right. I mean, he was a draft champions, uh, MFL 10 kind of guy that everybody loved. Yeah. And it looked like he was, you know, to be that guy. He, he could break out. He, was what, he, went on the, he went on the pup. Wasn't he on the pup? Wasn't he out for like the first eight weeks? Yeah, he was out. He started slow. Yeah, he was yeah. uh So... Look, I don't know how this receiving core is going to shake out. I agree. Moncrief's in a very good situation. I do like Lee's talent. Uh, Keelan Cole flashed a little last year. And as you mentioned, uh, Dante Westbrook, you know. D.D. Westbrook. Oh, D.D. Yeah. I'm getting all Dante's and Dante's and all that. He's also from Wakanda. <laughs> Maybe that's why you got them mixed up because they're both from Wakanda. 844 Let's go out to my man Steven Massachusetts before we hit our first break. I got to get. Well, hey, what's up, Corey? What's the uh, deal, Steve? How was the weekend for you, man. Uh, good? Yeah, it was a good weekend. Thanks a lot. I ain't do too much enough. I ain't got some work done on the exclusive edge package. That should be out later on this week. Other than that, I was hanging and banging. I didn't even get my oil changed. <laughs> hey. Uh, I had I had two questions about two players. Uh, I wanted to know, um, depending on the right price, are you guys in on Juju Smith-Schuster? You love guys him. love him? I love uh, him. Because do you guys think he'll get hyped up after the preseason and uh, the, the price tag would get outrageous? And I wanted to know about uh, Alshon because he kind of struggled last year. You guys are going to try to go back into him? Or uh, is Zach Ertz the only guy that you want to own as far as like a pass catcher in Philly? All right, Jake, let's start with um with Juju Smith-Schuster. Right now I'm going in about that middle of the fourth, late fourth, sometime even in the early fifth. Uh, I've actually seen him go at the 3-4 turn, and that's too early. That's too point. high. It just, yep. 
It, it, even in the middle of the fourth is a little bit too high when you're talking about the other people on the board. Again, I'm not going to say you're nuts to take them there because it's the whole factor. We talk about it all the time. You're constructing your team. If you don't take them there in the middle of the fourth, it's not like you're going to get them there in the middle of the fifth. So it's really about what's behind them. There's still some quality receivers and running backs that I'm going to take over Juju, but you know I can understand the appeal here. The real factor is, it's, again, it's the Steelers. This isn't this isn't the if you look at the Packers where you have Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson, both as wide receiver one. And then Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams, both as wide receiver ones. You know, you have the fact that Juju is still always going to be the third best option of the team. It's not number one, number two, and then they're running backs like the Packers. So Juju getting to wide receiver one status is going to be very tough. If you start drafting him as a fringe wide receiver one, which is that's what you're looking at, the three, four turn in some drafts, that's more non-PPR and PPR is probably still more of a middle wide receiver two. I'm kind of okay with that, but it goes back to what I was saying is you're buying all the risk. What if Vance McDonald breaks out as people want him to do? Do. What if, you know, you look at the third wide receiver option is somebody else that we're not expecting this year and somebody bounces back. It's just the fact is it's still the Steelers. At best case scenario, you're always the third option with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown on the field. So I love Juju. I was a huge fan. If anybody goes back and looks at my draft profile from last year, but I'm just not going to pay that three, four turn price. And when we come back, get Matt Medica's thoughts on that. Steven Mass is good looking out. Turmoil Tuesday. Throwback. Bridge is over. Be right back, Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Turmoil Tuesday. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Turmoil Tuesday, NC Football Frenzy. Let, it, let, it, let, let, that, let that joint ride a little bit, Chris. That's all. Who shot you? And Notorious B.I.G. Don't want no smoke with me. My headphone already blasted. How y'all doing, ladies? 844. Y'all want a cupcake? <laughs> Got cupcakes in the studio. Let me tell you something. I'm leave these cupcakes right here because they could um, help us get... Co-ed studio. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, and who wants to be in a co-edless studio all the time? I agree. Amadee, is your microphone on? Check the big chill. Oh, your mic's not on. Why do you got your mic off? I hear him. I, I don't hear him. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll jump I in about Juju as we were, you know. Uh, Wait, I, no, I'm talking about D.D. D. D. Westbrook and Juju. You know, when we're coming back to Ju- uh, Juju. Yeah, well, Stephen Massachusetts asked about uh, your, your thoughts on, I mean, not, not Dede Westbrook, Juju. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, look, I love everything about this guy. Uh, but as Jake said, he's the third option, clearly, behind Bell and Brown. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so, but what's interesting here, well, if you want to see the – Average draft position in the NFFC draft, uh, draft champion. Just go to at CTM Baseball. I tweeted it out this morning. 
you could uh, take a look at it. He's in the middle of the fourth round, like Jake said. You're going to have to pay that price. You probably might have to pay even higher. But going right after him, Allen Robinson, Josh Gordon, Golden Tate, and he's even like Jarvis Landry. So my thing is, am I not going to take Allen Robinson, who I think is going to be the number one guy in Chicago, Josh Gordon, who I know it's risky, but the upside is, you know, the potential there is very promising. And Golden Tate kind of delivers every year. So I think it would be more closer between Juju and Golden Tate. But I think I'm taking Allen Robinson and say Josh Gordon, just to put it in that perspective. I'm taking those two guys ahead of Juju. I like Juju as a number two, but I think he's more in that, say, lower end number two. And I think he has a fantastic future. Oh, yeah, he does have a fantastic future. Um, So there you go right there. We touched on that situation. And everybody in on Juju Smith-Schuster. I do like Juju. I'm going to be exposed to Juju even if I got to pay up in the draft. I'm not going to be overexposed to him, but I do like him. There's a comment. Um, I, don't, I forgot his son's name that made the comment. Let me stroll around here right quick. Uh, JF says it's a new OC in Pittsburgh. It's going to be some adjustment there. And normally when we talk about new offensive mm-hmm. coordinators, we do talk about changes in systems. But here's the thing with that when it comes to Pittsburgh's situation. When you have a veteran quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger, he wants the same thing. Don't get me wrong, Todd Haley is a, was, is a horrible human being, but Todd Haley know how to coach offense. At this stage in his career, Ben Roethlisberger is not trying to learn a new offense unless it's a change in head coach, not an offensive coordinator. So I think those changes will be very limited. Plus, the pieces they got already work. Antonio Brown works. Le'Veon Bell works. We saw Smith-Schuster work last year. I don't think it would be that much of a change. How you doing, young lady? All yeah, right. and just to piggyback on that, they basically promoted in-house. They didn't go yeah, they went out in-house. Of house and- That's... That's the factor, because what I was going to bring up, Corey, is you had the difference between like Eli Manning when Ben McAdoo came in as the offensive coordinator was still under Tom Coughlin, and we saw the adjustment Eli Manning had to go through for the first half of that season. And it was actually during that season, Bruce Arians was the one that came out before the season started and said an aged quarterback like Eli Manning to change this late in his career is going to take some weeks for him to adjust. This isn't the same situation, though. So like you just said, it's, it, it's more to Matt's point. It's Fitcher's coming up as he was the quarterback's coach. It's, it's, it's basically the same coach. Yeah, no doubt. So I wouldn't worry about that. 844-843-6879 is going to head out to the telephone lines in a little bit and um, get some of your phone calls in here. I see my man in Alberta um, is doing the horn. But first, I want to talk about this situation. Julio Jones is sitting out mandatory minis, uh, mini camp because, you know, <clears throat> I think Julio base for this year is 10 mil. You just saw Mike Evans get like 17. You saw Jarvis Landry get a whole boatload of money. What's up, a son name that got money this year? Brandon Cooks is going to get his money. Allen Robinson got his money. Sammy Watkins got paid. Sammy Watkins got his money. Julio Jones is better than all these wide receivers. He wants to get his money. The thing about it is, Julio, you got three years left on your deal. So I feel what you're doing, but you really don't have no dog in this fight. Maybe you get a deal next year. What they're trying to do is they're going to string you out. But next time it's time for you to really re-up and get paid, they're going to be like, you know what, Julio, it's been nice, but you're 6'7", and you got achy feet, and we really haven't won anything with you except the NFC one time. They could. They don't even want the Falcons to be in Super Bowl talk and consideration like that. But Julio Jones is right. If he doesn't get it this year, he's not going to get it. They're going to cut him more before they extend him again. But he has a point, and I'm always going to go with the player when, it's getting, when it comes time to getting their money. But Julio, you might as well just come on in the camp, bro. Yeah, well, he needs to get it now. And whether it's yep. restructuring the deal or whatever. But as you said, they haven't won anything. They were, you know, off his fingertips from defeating the world champion Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and yeah, and, they, and yeah, before that, they had the Patriots. They should have won the Patriots. So 
Um, listen, they got the core set up. It's in place, and I think they're going to be a good team still, Jake. But I agree with Julio. You seeing lesser players get more money than you? But look at Aaron, look. I mean, look at the years that Matthew Stafford has been the number one paid quarterback in the NFL. That's just the way the game goes. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, you really have no reason to extend Julio now. Well, and that's the problem with the NFL, because you know me, I've always said this, if you can go get your money, go get your money, especially yep. in the NFL where all that matters is guaranteed. And I actually looked at that's the bigger part of it. The guaranteed portion of it, he's only getting 2.4 this year and 2.4 next year. So he's getting <sighs> about, oh yeah, less than 5 million guaranteed. So he goes out week one, breaks his leg and is done for his career. I think that's more the issue right now is the fact that the guaranteed money is so low this late into the contract, despite it being still three more seasons, the the guaranteed money is nothing. So you know, you look at that, and like I said, I always go back to go get your money when you can because you can be cut at any time. It's the one-way street and all that type of stuff. But this the problem. It's still a one-way street. Like, the players have no recourse. Like, you can hold out and say, I'm not going to training camp. What happens? You get fined. I don't show up at the beginning of the season. You miss paychecks. Then you still get your next year of free agency if you finally show up after six or ten weeks or whatever it is. So what? And the team's like, all right, well, that's fine. We'll pay you now. But you missed your paychecks that you didn't get. You get your year of eligibility. So it's it's just a catch-22 for the players. It needs to be a better system. And I'm not saying so every single player can go out there and demand more money as soon as they have one good year. But at the same time, you know, you see in baseball and basketball with all their guaranteed contracts, it's not like players hold out after one season of greatness and like, I want a new contract. It doesn't happen in baseball all the time, and their money's 100% guaranteed because – it's 100% guaranteed, and I think that's what we're going to see, and I think that's what the holdup with Odell Beckham is, is everybody's throwing out the number. Just for comparison's sake here, is for Odell Beckham, everybody's saying $100 million. I, I honestly think you could give him 80, and if 65 of it was guaranteed, he'd probably sign because that's what the players want now is they want that guaranteed money. You could give him $100 million or 30 guaranteed, and that means nothing nowadays. And they also want, and you're going to see, you saw it with Kirk Cousins, and I think you're going to see it with Aaron Rodgers. They also want that option. That second-year option where they can opt out. And this way, you're not behind Dak Prescott. Next year, this time, Dak Prescott may be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Then you're going to have the other quarterbacks opting out, saying, wait a minute, I'm not going to have Dak getting paid more than me. That's what Aaron Rodgers is going to try to do this offseason. Yeah, no, look, I get it. And I'm for the players getting all they can get, especially in the NFL. And you're looking at Julio's deal. I mean, it's always about the signing bonus and what they get. He got $12 million in like a $70 million deal. 47 of that was guaranteed. It's actually a pretty good, that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah, it's good. I mean, all, it's, not, it's, not bad. it's not bad money. <laughs> Should Julio be getting paid more? Absolutely. Should, could they restructure his deal? I wouldn't want to extend him out. You know, he's not like he's 24 years yeah, old. Yeah, no, he's not. I wouldn't want to, maybe you're open to restructuring it. I agree they have to come up with something that's guaranteeing these guys more. All right. But you've got to be a give and take. You're giving everybody these second-year options. You know, you got to have, there's got to be leverage for both sides. Yeah, but that's what they'll try to figure out and work on. 844-843-687. I'm going to break down this draft with y'all in a little bit. Last night I started running back, running back from the eight hole. So I'll let you know. So we talk about it and see how that shook out. And you'd be more than welcome to criticize me. Well, real quick, Y'all do that anyway. What up, Jake? <laughs> David Johnson's doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's David, right. David Johnson, because he's only getting one point million eight, in change. Yeah. He's getting nothing. And again, but the fact is, is what his what what's his recourse? It's kind of like, you know, being a parent and your 10 year old kid finally says no. Like, what's your recourse? Like, it's just you got it. There's nothing to do at some point where it's just kind of like you're going to slap the kid in the face. And then you go to your social services like they're like, what's the point? It's like calling your bluff. What are you going to do? David Johnson. Okay, hold out. That's fine. What are you going to do? You've been hurt for the past two years. Why are the Arizona Cardinals going to give you more money? 
844-843-6879. All right, so here we go. Let's get ready to break it down. My man, Johnny Pie in Alberta. What up, Johnny? How much? How you doing, buddy? Ain't nothing much chilling. How can we help you? I uh, just went in here. Uh, I got, I'm in a couple of keeper leagues, uh, five keeper and uh, 12 team PPR full points. And uh, I'm just wondering, like, between, like, I'm pretty thin that other than David Johnson and Calendar uh, Hopkins, and I have a couple of quarterbacks like Jared Goff. David and, Johnson and who? And Newton. I'm wondering. Uh, Jared Goff and Newton, and I'm wondering, or sorry, who my keepers are, David Johnson, Hopkins, Alshon Jeffrey, and I'm torn between keeping a quarterback. I've never kept a quarterback in any league, and I'm wondering if I should keep Cam Newton and Jared Goff or either or. And you keep Cam Newton or Jared Goff in a 12-team PPR. Who would you keep instead of a quarterback? Instead of a quarterback, uh, Greg Olson, Sterling Shepard, or possibly, I know it's a reach, but maybe Mike Williams, but I, I highly doubt I would do that. Other than that, I, I, it's only a five-keeper, and there's the, the draft is pretty thick. I have uh, 1.2, 1.5, and a 1.9 pick in that league. So my You got a lot of first-round picks in that joint. So you, Matt Medick, you yes, say sir, keep yeah, Cam Newton. When, I mean, if, if those are the options I have, think? I don't know if, the, if he's getting penalized with draft picks and stuff. But if he's not, and no, I'm, I'm not. keeping Cam Newton over all those other options that he mentioned. What do you think? Uh, what, do you, what do you think, All In Kid? I only caught half of it because I was busy getting us ready to talk about the fact that Andrew Luck just really threw a football. I, a I, real football. I, I just saw that also. <laughs> so I, I missed half the question. He's, he's keeping David Johnson. He's keeping DeAndre Hopkins. He's keeping Alshon Jeffrey. He could keep right. Cam Newton or a bunch of stiffs. Oh, Cam Newton. Then I mean, you've he also has Jerry Goff too. No, no, no. You've already that's it's Cam Newton. Cam Newton's top five quarterback if he as long as he doesn't fall back into oblivion on those one the real the realistic part of it is Cam Newton has a few off seasons, but those are the anomalies to what Cam Newton really does. So I, I would take Cam Newton. You've already got the other positions locked up just heading into the draft, basically. Eight four four, eight four, three, six, eight, seven, nine. Now, Jake, where's Andrew Luck throwing his football at? And whatever their camp is right now in his red jersey, there's a video of him dropping back red jersey, throwing it to the left, throwing it to the right. He's throwing it to some beastly looking offense, <laughs> offensive or defensive line, dude. But he's throwing the football. It's a real football. He's throwing the Duke. You know, you got to. How many days has it been? Do we have do we have the days counter? Of how many days it's been since Andrew Luck is throwing the football, if we can get no, that. No, but if, if that's Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson put on two hundred pounds. No, I'm saying he's Duke. throwing. He's throwing the Duke, not throwing to oh, Duke. <laughs> oh man! Well, speaking of camps, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I was talking last night on Twitter uh, when we get uh, Billy Waz doing live reports from Redskin camp. Oh, I saw that. Uh, I believe we'll have Andy Saxon from Philly camp. Maybe we'll get Vicaro to go see the Giants for us. Yeah, we can do a camp. A, a, a camp. We can do a camp tour. I'm down with that. Then uh, we have to, we'll have to fund it ourselves. <laughs> but I'm down with it. We'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, we'll start a fantasy football frenzy GoFundMe so we can go on tour. So I'll tweet the page out to everybody in the Goon Squad. You can help us go on the training camp tour. All right. So before I get into this draft from last night, Matt, I seen where um. Your man, Sean, our friend Sean Gundy was tweeting about this third round reversal. And I'm be honest, I, you, listen, the NFFC players, I'm getting sick of the third round reversal and the third round reversal talk. The third round reversal is obsolete in today's, in, in today's fantasy football landscape. There's no reason to play the third where, round reversal. If you have a choice, where are you picking every draft? If I have a choice. If you have a choice. I want, I want one of the top four backs. So no. you want one of the top four picks? Yeah. No. Jake doesn't. No, I want six or eleven. So this year, Jake should have eleven. Okay. You you want eleven? Okay. 
That that's fine. But in with the third round, I don't know. I don't. For me, I find this like I can't comprehend how you can look at it and not say it doesn't make fantasy football more tactical. Doesn't set up the draft. But like, you see, like, the thing about it is, I it think does. It, I think if y'all played the other way, it'd be made more tactical for y'all because y'all are so trained in the third round reversal. It's not being tra- no, that the other here's, way here's is is, is tactical. It becomes tactical. Here's my point. And now, say you went, you know, the, the, we can go. We can use the uh, Antonio Brown uh, answer for me. And this is something I'm going to take from the article I just wrote about high stakes. And I, I, I want to build on that with, with this draft board and stuff. Say you start Antonio Brown uh, with the first pick. And say you think A.J. Green is a great deal, great bargain in that second round. You know, that's great. And if you take A.J. Green, the question you're asking is, what running back am I starting with? now? Or do I, do I take Devonta Freeman? Do I take a Joe Mixon here? Yeah. Am I pulling them up a little? Maybe, I'm just saying not you, but maybe for your projections or your rankings, you don't have them ranked as high as A.J. Green. But now you're saying I have to pull them up because you know what I'm not I'm not picking the late third round. Okay, so you're talking about, and I'll bring Celia in after this. Okay, so you're talking about. So let's you say you say you say and that's a breaking news alarm. What's the break? If you if you get in my hand, tell me about Andrew Luck throwing the football. It's gonna be me and you, Sussman. The breaking news, <laughs> according to Frank Stample, is Andrew Luck is throwing the football. Can you tell me how many days has been exactly since he's thrown the Duke? Can you tell the people downstairs to pay attention to the show? Frank <laughs> is working very hard on WNBA stuff. Okay. So he hasn't been able to. But <laughs> the last time Andrew Luck threw a football is... Uh, Frank just gave me the hands up. Hey, he has no idea. All right, so cool. Wait, we get that information. So it was, it was worth it for, no it for that. Uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, so no doubt. So where were we at? You're having a great Okay, <laughs> thank you. So if you're at 1-1, and let's just say you go girly, and then you come back... Hey, Corey, Corey, breaking news. What's up? The Cowboys cut Des Bryant. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you start one one. You go Todd Gurley. You come back on that. You come back on that turn, right? And you go. Um, I'm talking about in. in, in I say this is perfect. Okay? Say you went one one and you took Gurley. I'm okay. Just looking at this board here. Now, if if you you're gonna make the decision here, which whatever you pick here, you're not picking till the end of the third round. So this and, makes, and your format. And yes, in the third round reversal. That's yeah. what, that's what I, I want to do. You got Gurley or you got Bell. Whoever you want to start 1-1 one, one with. Okay. Like that. So your pick at 24 is an imperative pick because you're not picking to 36. So are you going double running back or are you going wide receiver? Okay. Or are you just crazy and taking a tight end? All right. So now you do it that way, right? Say you go, say you go uh, Gurley. And then you come back, and let's, let's say you go, oh, I don't want to say Freeman. Give me a wide receiver that's on that. On, uh, Devontae Adams is not going to live there. Uh, let's, say you, let's say Mike Evans drops to that slot right mm-hmm. there. You go Gurley Evans, and then you got to come all the way back again at 36. If you're at the back end, say you go double wide, and you go Julio and Odell, then you shoot back up to the first, and then you shoot back up to the, the beginning of the third, and then right there you got Jordan Howard sitting right there for you. That's perfect. That would make me want to possibly take 12. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But now you're giving 12 the advantage. No, but you're making it, you're you're changing the whole format on how you're going to pick the draft board. Instead of saying, I want that first pick, 124 and 25, maybe 12, 13 and 25 is the better way to go at it. I I see like pros like Susan and Hubbard. Pick at the turn all the damn time. What do you you say, uh, I want to get the all-in kid on on this when we come back from the break. 
Um, get the all in kid on this third round reversal. Crazy talk with this third round reversal. <laughs> you know what this is? This is Jay Z. Takeover when he had that beef with Nas. I thought they was gonna scrap for real. Thankfully they didn't. They can't now because they both in their forties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That'd be. And they're signed and, to the same label. And they're signed to the same label. That'd be very embarrassing. Fancy football frenzy turn mile Tuesday. Get the all in kid on the third round reversal. We- did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Beefs, this is Dre Day. This was the jam. I wanted to be from Compton when this joint came out. I was like, oh, it's going down out there. They they got after Easy E in this one. Wow, wow, wow. Yippee yo, yippee yay. Doggy dogs definitely in the house. Dick, you a Dre Day guy? Uh, I, I've always been a Dre. Well, mostly. <laughs> Older Dre fan. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. Wow, wow, wow. Yippee yo, yippee yay. Doggy no, dogs. I was, never, I was never a big Snoop fan. Really? When Snoop yeah. first came on the scene with Dre, that's when I thought he was. Classic. Yeah, basically, I don't even know how many Snoop songs I have on my phone. I mean, I, I don't really even want to see him anymore because he got, like, you know, he's older now. It's like yeah. you know, Coach Snoop to, now. Yeah, trying to be cool and yeah. still. And, you know. When when he changed right before he started doing all that stuff, where he kind of went uh, reggae for a little while. Remember Snoop Lion? <laughs> <laughs> I was that and even. then the, the blue carpet treatment, Ellen. Like that's <laughs> that was kind of like that wasn't half bad, but yeah, I've got. Seven songs, and they're all from before that. They're all from like '99 and earlier. Classic Snoop Dogg. All right, there yeah. you go. Nah, I feel you. Wait, and listen, that's not a lot. Wanna, y'all want a cupcake? You keep looking. <laughs> I'll keep looking in here. You come get a cupcake. Say hi, Jake. Third round reversal. <laughs> Matt Matika lives by this third round reversal. I'm, I, I'm telling you, he cannot. You bring up third round reversal. His veins start popping in his head, and he's just like, no, 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 this is the thing. The industry needs to teach everybody to draft the third round reversal. I'm like, dog, relax. And then Gundy yesterday was on Twitter like, the third round reversal should be the industry standard. And I'm like, listen, it's 125 of y'all to play third round reversal. Relax with the third round reversal, Jake. You, you agree with me, right? Yeah, well, this is how you know how good of an editor I am, is I actually edited Matt's piece and uh, gritted my teeth through it. I didn't delete parts of it. I didn't, like, change anything he said. You know, because, look, this fact is, it, we say this all the time on the show. You're going to play how you want to play. Yeah. And Matt already started off by basically what I was going to say, he, is it baffles him we play this way. And to me, it baffles anybody who wants to play that, except, I, I, and I know Matt knows this, I've said it before, in 14 team leagues, I could see it. 12 team, I don't. And I think a big argument that I see some people make, and I'm not saying Matt makes it or anybody, I've just seen some people is they take, look at the first three picks you start with. Well, look at the first three picks you start in the other spot. I, I don't think that's fair because you have to include the fourth pick. You, you have to make it even because you get that quick turnaround on the fourth if you're drafting at the back end, which is a significantly better player than you get at the end of the fourth. And I know it's a little bit bigger of a gap than you see from the second to the third because as you move down, the players are going to be 
more tightly knit from skill position. All that being said is I don't like it. I don't like it at all in 12 team. I can live with it in 14 because the 14 is a long way to wait and a long way to wait, especially for that second and third player. So I could see it. I do, again, I don't like it. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to Matt that we play the other way for all the reasons I could see it. I think it was a little bit more. I'd say you could argue for it a little bit more back in the day with like the Ladanian Thomas and Jamal Charles. Where it's like, if you don't get one of those first three players, you're at a disadvantage to start with. And I think some people will say that about running backs this year, but I kind of, like I said, disagree is because I want six because I want the last of those top six. I think those top six, to me, in my opinion, are in a tier by themselves. I want the last one so I have the quickest turnaround. If I'm not there, I actually like 11. I like starting with like a Melvin Gordon and Julio Jones or something like that, which kind of throws the whole thing out the window. So I think the fact that you can have that argument this year is why, but again, you know, Matt's not going to change. We're not going to change. It's just, it's, it's crazy to both sides, honestly. Yeah. I don't mind playing in it, but when Matt and Matt and, and Gundy, I, two day, I mean, I got bombarded yesterday with this third reversal talk and I was like, I got to get this off my chest. Yeah. I, so last night I did a draft. That's, that's it. You started what eight. I started with the eight. I, I started from eight. I'll let me make sure this is eight. One, two. Five. I think that's one of the worst spots to be in this year. Oh, this is not even eight. I mess. I miscalculated. One, two. But see, three, I, four, here's the reason five, I like eight. Six, seven, I think you got seven running backs nine. and Antonio Brown. Well, I would like one of those. All right. So I started. Oh, see, I cut one short for you. So I think that's that. Just that's the difference right there. Did you cut Kareem Hunt out of it? I'm sure. No, no, no. no. So I'm looking right now. I got. I go to seven. Where? Who's? Hold on. Let me look. I'm gonna find right now. Yeah, so I have I have DeAndre Hopkins at eight. Are you including DeAndre Hopkins? No, I'm going with the uh, the seven running backs and Brown. I mean Hopkins, if if you want to go that route, I'm okay. Fine. Yeah, if you want to if you want to include Hunt, I won't complain. Yeah, I, I I think I would go Hunt there at eight. That's that's okay. So I got Hunt last night at nine. How I started my draft was uh, Hunt at nine. Now, no matter what happened, I was going to draft a running back in the second round. If I had to pull somebody up the board, I was going to pull somebody up the board. So after I take Hunt. Uh, Gordon, Fournette, and Cook go off the board. Two wide receivers went in the first round, Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. The second round started with Mike Evans. Who, Mike Evans over Julio and Odell. Interesting. Who did that? Uh, I don't know. I got to look and see who that was. <laughs> Mike Evans, Julio Jones, right? And then Odell Beckham. Then it comes back to me. I'm going running back here. I don't care who's on the board. And I take Christian McCaffrey. So my RB, RB start from the nine hole was Kareem Hunt and Christian McCaffrey, two second-year yeah, running right. backs. Huh? You cool? Everybody, that's not I'm bad. really cool with that. No, I said full. I said full PPR, right? Yes, this is a PPR. Yeah. Who was the best receiver on the board? Devontae Adams. Now, if if I was going hot on this, I'd have took Devontae Adams. But this is an experiment. This is the time of year where you experiment. So I go Hunt and McCaffrey. Did you experiment in college? I'm still experimenting. <laughs> be full, full disclosure. <laughs> Says you want to take it there. All right, so we come back in the third round. Now I got to start getting my wide receivers. So third round goes T.Y. Hilton, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon moving up now. Doug Baldwin. Then you get the two running backs, Jordan Howard and Joe Mixon. And I got my man Allen Robinson sitting right there for me. Allen Robinson is my wide receiver one. Now, it's not ideal, but AR-15 to be your one, considering coming off the injury, Trubisky, Chicago, the whole thing. But I got catches on Hunt. I got catches on McCaffrey. I feel like I'm going to be good. Amari Cooper goes after that. Then goes Smith-Schuster, like Jake said, on that 3-4 turn. Then you see Travis Kelsey. Now I'm coming up. I have a decision to make between Larry Fitzgerald, Alshon Jeffrey, and Demarius Thomas. Jake, who would you have taken? Larry Fitzgerald, Alshon Jeffrey, and Demarius Thomas. 
Mm, uh, in a PPR, I'm actually leaning Demarius Thomas. I think Case Keenum is going to bring these guys back to both being a high-end wide receiver two for Demarius Thomas and a low-end wide receiver two for Emmanuel Sanders. People write them off after one down year and just the fact that look at the quarterback play. And the fact is, look at the numbers they were putting up with the quarterbacks before that with Trevor Simeon and all the rest of it and Peyton Manning falling off a cliff and looking like terrible for that, actually outplayed by Brock Osweiler that year. So these guys have been playing with some junk quarterbacks for a while. Case Keenum, for what he just did with Thielen and Diggs, well, guess what? Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders were Thielen and Diggs before Thielen and Diggs were even a thing. So I actually, I would have gone to Demarius Thomas. I don't really have an issue with any of those, though. I think the biggest concern for me, the potential, potential bust is Larry Fitzgerald just because of the age. So I took Alshon Jeffrey, Matt. You agree with Jake with Demarius, or do you like Larry Fitzgerald? Or are, you, are you on my side with uh, Allen Robinson? If, I think they're all really close. I mean, excuse me, with Alshon Jeffrey. If it wasn't Alshon Jeffrey, it was going to beat Demarius I Thomas. I think you had enough catches from your running backs where you didn't have to go uh, It's Gerald for all yeah. the receptions. So I would have went Alshon Jeffrey. All right. So Alshon Jeffrey, did not come I back. Like Jeffrey more and non than regular PPR. By the way, who are the running backs that went in that range between your third and fourth pick? Between my third and fourth pick, Kenyon Drake. Uh, well, wait a minute, because the round go this way. Oh, yeah, it was Jordan Howard, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, and uh, your man in Tampa. Royce. No, no, after, after your pick of Allen Robinson. After my pick of Allen Robinson, Kenyon Drake went. And then the next running back to go was uh, uh, Ronald Jones. Okay, see, so that's that. I was bringing that up for you. Said you're experimenting with the fact that I was thinking if you went Devontae Adams, those would have been the running backs you were choosing yeah. from for your second running back instead of Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. And Kenyon Drake's not safe. He, he, no. He's not safe. I, I like everything about the Drake. Yeah. I don't really like that price right now. There's, I, there's just other players. Like we're, we're looking from what you're telling me and what I'm looking at boards, but it's different. Was, was this a? Was this one of the draft and holds as well? This is a draft and hold. So I go Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey. I come back in the fifth round. I'm going I'm to knock out. My plan was after I get those two backs, I'm going to knock out three wides and see where I stand. So the three wides were Allen Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey, and then I took Sammy Watkins because I'm like Matt. I'm addicted to Sammy Watkins. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> but that's well, that my, was what, the sixth round? You said that was in the sixth. That was in the sixth. Then when I came back, give props to Jake. I'm buying. I'm buying and on Jake with this Nick Chubb thing. Jake keep telling me Nick Chubb is gonna be the feature back. <laughs> so I went Nick Chubb as my third running back. Then I come back and then round one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Emmanuel Sanders was sitting there in the seventh round. Ooh, I love so, Emmanuel so Sanders. That's good that you didn't take the Marius Thomas. Then. See, that's my there argument for yep. not taking the Marius Thomas. Because you can get Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders. later. You know, if you three, four rounds later or something. Uh, Demarius Thomas better play than Emmanuel Sanders. Don't get me wrong, oh, yeah, but yeah, Sanders absolutely. shouldn't be that far down. No, no, no. I have I have Sanders at twenty seven and nine and twenty six in PPR. I yeah. mean, he's he's still he deserves to be like I said on that fringe low end wide receiver two conversation. So that's how the draft started right there. I brought in Nick Chubb, and then after that, I don't want to say my experiment was over, and I went dual quarterbacks with Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins. There's Bryant and Marquise Lee ended up on this team also. Uh, then I, you know, got some filling pieces. Frank Gore, Matt Breeder. I was able to get Jordan Matthews in the fifteenth round. That's crazy. That's crazy. I thought he would have moved. I thought he would have moved up more by now. Yeah. I'm sorry, Goon Squad. <laughs> nasty Mr. Sussman told me to sign off YouTube. I don't think it was so nasty. Sorry, Goon Squad. That mean man, Mr. Sussman. Told me to sign off YouTube so we can't Ugh. chill out no more. Uh, but 
Whatever, we'll do it again tomorrow. So we got to get ready for the BFF. YouTube, we out. Good looking out, Mr. Sussman, for putting that bug in my ear. 844-843-6879. Telephone number to get involved. I was shocked to see Sun in the 15th round. Another thing, in the FFWC, I don't know where it's at. I'll, if it's on other sites like this, too. They have Tavon Austin as a running back. And I'm like, I despise Tavon Austin. But if you allow me to play him as a running back, then I'm going to waste a late not well, I hate to say waste. Then I'm going to throw a late round pick on Tavon Austin if I could play him as a running back. Do you agree with that, Matt? Yes, if you That's can an play advantage, him as right? a running back, I would take a you know, it's got to be very late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Tavon Austin, is have you seen him as a running back anywhere else? Mm, no, I haven't seen him actually that position there yet, no. Yeah. This is why is Tavon Austin as so a running I'm back? I'm curious, is at some point during the season by the way, will, will he get dual eligibility if that happens? That doesn't happen in, in football. Well, that was the whole time on Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah, it, it, I think it depends. At some point, they, they, my biggest argument for that year was it's fine if they want to, but you have to set some type of foundational precedent, like baseball. Like you need yeah. ten games, twenty games, you need some type of snap count to where it finally kicks in. Uh, by the way, I, I, while we were talking, the, the answer the answer was because it was week seventeen of two thousand and sixteen season. Is uh, you want the answer of how long it's been for Andrew Luck? I think I got it already. I was going to say it, but what's your, what did you come up with? 527 days. And that is correct. Ding, 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 ding. 527 days since Andrew Luck last threw a football. So if you like to play the numbers, you want to go down to your local lottery place. If you live in a state that has a lottery, you put a dollar straight in a dollar box on 527. I usually play 5227. That's my birthday. With this. And there you go right there. How, you, how y'all people doing? Everybody want a cupcake? Well, just walk on in. We got cupcakes in the studio <laughs> made by Michelle Serpico, the lovely and talented Michelle Serpico. Who had on Daisy Dukes today. There you go. Daisy Dukes, one of my favorite um, summertime, uh, summertime outfits. What well, you say, uh, Jake? I said, I don't know if I would trust those. <laughs> uh, Daisy Dukes? I don't, no, no, oh. no, no, no. The, the cupcake, I don't trust people's food oh, unless okay. I've seen their kitchen. <laughs> Oh, I'm quite sure Serpico has a very lovely kitchen. Very lovely, like, high-class kitchen. Funny enough, kitchen. I, would, I would trust something from Matt because I've actually seen a picture of his place and I've okay. seen his kitchen. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you, do you ever nice cook kitchen. out of the kitchen, Matt? Matt, your, your kitchen looks like immaculate. No, no, I do cook in the kitchen. I, I was ordering out quite a bit. Yeah, but now you're trying to eat healthy now. So cool. But get back to Andrew Luck. We can do the 500 days. I, was, I thought you were going to say going back to Daisy Dukes. I'll never have a problem with that. You know, that Sun dresses and Daisy Dukes. Listen, that's me. Look, as, as well, abys- I don't, I'm not going to wear that, but you as, get what I'm as saying. As abysmal it is to live in the city or work in the city uh, during the summer months, those are the few perks. There you go right there. That was a good sell for wanting to go to oh, New York. Oh, look at this. <laughs> look at this. Look at, look at it your, really is, though. It's look at your boy, Sean Gundy, hitting me up on Twitter. How was third round reversal obsolete? Gurley going first or second in ADP at the moment, and Gordon is at 12. The average is 20, 23.6 and 16.1 points per game. You have to level the playing field. The difference from thir- in 13 to 24 doesn't correct it. But here's the thing with this. When, You'll when you, have to talk about for the next two rounds. Not only that, you're comparing Todd Gurley's point per game average. He went on a historic run to finish the season. But look at what he and, averaged forty nine points the last three weeks. But let's just talk about like Antonio Brown went seventh last night in the cut line. Like I would love to take Antonio Brown seventh. These running backs that you're taking ahead of him better get three hundred points. He does it every year. Now Le'Veon Bell it consistently does it every year. So to me, those are two guys that have proven 
to do it year in and year out. But you you get a hundred people in this room, or you get a hundred people. We put you got to put up fifteen hundred dollars of your own money, or you a thousand dollars or five hundred your home league. You what, what pick do you want? I, I want to be one of those early picks. Uh, listen, here's the thing. I still the, don't. The Ladanian Tomlinson's best year, right? The reason why they made the third round reversal was for Ladanian Tomlinson. Yes. His best year in the PPR, he averaged 29 points per game. Even with that historic finish of averaging 40-something points a game last year, Todd Gurley averaged 23 points. You're talking about a six-point difference. Nobody, unless you can consistently have a player every year that's going to average 30 points a game, there's no reason for the third-round reversal. I, I would love to start Le'Veon Bell pretty much every if I If I had the choice to start Le'Veon Bell pretty much every year, I would have taken. Like last year, it was... Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Antonio Brown. Until, until we went live and Kareem played, then he got pushed up there. But those were the top three players. Everybody wanted them. I mean, if you're going to – I'm always going to want – if I don't have third-round reversal, I want as high – you know, I, I want one of those top picks. Jake, what's the deal with the uh, exclusive edge package? How are we coming along on that? Mm, it's about to drop pretty soon. It's going to be interesting, an uh, interesting promo situation this year, so you have to stay tuned for that. Oh, I'm looking forward to what the promo situation is going to be. I hope they take care of you, though. Know what I'm saying? I'm in uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in your corner. Just, I hope we have some shots of, like, the king throwing a football. Remember, like, the tout was we had the baseball? Yeah. So hopefully we have some action for it. That's, That's why nice. I was trying to get us to play a flag football game at Flex. Yeah. I, Jake, is, who's going to be in the DC Flex? Anybody like the same crew, or do we have some new people? Uh, about three or four new people. Most of the you, same crew you know and love. Yeah, those are my guys. Be the DC Flex. That's going to be the first weekend in August. That's going to be PPR. Can we go back to auction, or we don't have the time limit? Uh, we're working on to see if we have the time limit. All right, cool. Trying to make it happen. Trying to make an auction happen. That'll be on Serious XM Fantasy. So that's. At least they'll have some good programming like that weekend. You, me, Dobish, Ganos, Joe Dolan, as you know, Savchik, Rathburn, Rebar, Scott Fish will be there, Steve Gallo, Jody Smith. I never met Jody before. Nando said he might come down. You got to convince Nando to come down. Oh, that would be cool. We get Nando out there. Good times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe there's a Manny Machado uh, Stormtrooper night. Maybe, maybe so. You'd rather, you, you'd rather go to Camden Yards and Nationals Park? I've had the choice yet. Yeah. Wait. The Nationals are in town that weekend. The, the Orioles not because we got a demi all got I don't to know get on the Orioles are. Yeah. Oh, hit him up. Oh, Tupac to end it. Turmoil Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wu Tang Wednesday. Fantasy football frenzy. FNTSY ready. I think we did a good job today. Nobody came in here and got a cupcake though. That old nasty Mr. Sussman made us sign off YouTube early. Anyway, fantasy football frenzy. The BFFs up next. We out. <laughs>